Happy World Radio Day. You're listening to Midtown Radio, and my name is Allison Dijak. I'm the creative director for Midtown Radio, as well as a host and producer for some of the shows and programs on the station. I'm here with my colleagues, who I will introduce in a minute. But as we may have some folks listening around the world today, I want to talk a little bit about where we are broadcasting from. We want to begin the program by acknowledging that we are currently broadcasting on the traditional and contemporary stolen territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Neutral people, as well as the Haldeman Tract, land promised to the Six Nations that runs six miles on each side of the Grand River. The promise continues to be left unfulfilled. And we are grateful to be using this space this evening and recognize the enduring presence of First Nations, Métis, and Inuit people still gathering, living, and working in this area. Now tonight our team is set up in Uptown Waterloo at Emmanuel United Church. We acknowledge that the church has historically played a harmful role in the treatment of indigenous populations in North America. And today actually marks our first time broadcasting here as a new partnership between two community organizations. So we look forward to more broadcasts from this space here over the next year. So why are we broadcasting today? February 13th marks World Radio Day. It is an internationally recognized UNESCO Day of Significance and one that Midtown Radio has recognized for the past three years now since our start. So to celebrate, the Midtown Radio team is here with me. So to my left, I have David Harms. He is our executive director of Midtown Radio. He teaches public relations and communications management at Conestoga College. And he is the co-founder of Midtown Radio from way back in 2018. David, how are you? Mm, great. Thanks. Hi, Allison. <laughs> nice to have you here tonight. <laughs> nice to be here. And across from me is Matt Rappelt, the station manager at Midtown Radio. He's also started his own audio production project called Block Sheep Audio, where he edits local podcasts and concert recordings. Hi, Matt. Hey, Allison. Nice to be here. Excited to have you here as well. And to my right is Ashe Dalvi, the marketing lead and anti-oppressive consultant for Midtown Radio. They are the founder of Rad Riot Books, a local radical bookstore that prioritizes queer, migrant, and translated anti-racist literature. They are also a queer advocate and activist and have performed stand-up comedy across the GTA. Welcome, Ashe. Bonjour. Hi. <laughs> Namaskar and namaste, lovely listeners. Love it. Well, I'm so excited to have everyone here today. We're going to have a little conversation celebrating World Radio Day, chatting a bit about Midtown Radio, how our growth has been in the last year, uh, the different impacts on our local and global community. So let's kick things off with a little bit of music, and then the four of us are going to answer some rapid-fire questions about radio. So let's hear a song now from Alicia Brilla, one of our favorite local KW artists. change we have the power to move things we have the power to change it all 
of a Tide by Alicia Brilla. Alicia Brilla is an amazing Kitchener artist who has brought her music around the world. I know she's toured across Australia, Europe, so many different parts of the world bringing her lovely, lovely music. So we thought that would be a great song for World Radio Day. Well, if you're just tuning in, welcome to Midtown Radio, listening here on www.midtownradio.ca. My name is Allison Dijak, and we are celebrating World Radio Day here, February 13th. Big celebrations happening around the world, hopefully, and right here in Midtown, Kitchener-Waterloo. So I'm sitting here with some of my Midtown Radio colleagues, David, Matt, and Ashe, and we are going to answer some rapid-fire questions about radio. So you got to keep your answers short. We'll dig into the stories a little bit later. <laughs> Is everyone ready? Sure. Feeling yes. good? I'm ready. Allison, do you have a uh, rapid-fire question sound effect like we sometimes do? Dun-dun-dun. I don't know. That sounds <laughs> ominous. I don't know. <laughs> I like the effort you put <laughs> into <laughs> that <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah, a little more exciting. Da-da-da-da. Rapid-fire questions with Allison Dijak. Okay, ready? We'll go. I'll start it. We'll go left. So count uh, Oh, that's tough. Okay. David, you're first for this one. What is one word you think of when you hear the word radio? Music. Matt? Democratizing. Ashe? Connection. Okay. And I was going to say <laughs> car. I'm just like car radio. Because you listen to the, <laughs> yeah, listen to the car, right? <laughs> car radio. That's a deep one. Um, okay. Next question. What was the first place you remember listening to radio? Oh, yeah. That's... Probably my grandparents' basement. They had um, all sorts of different kind of... My grandfather was really into like old-fashioned radios and stuff, what seemed old-fashioned to me at the time. They probably <laughs> were just contemporary, but um, they had a ham radio down there and also like AM and FM and that sort of thing. And I remember as a kid being really interested in the buttons and the noise and stuff that came out of it. So grandparents' basement. Nice. Matt? I would say that uh, I think the first place I listened to radio was my parents' kitchen, and they had like an old-style boombox that had one of those like very large antennas that you could like lift yes. up, you know, like two feet in the air. But the antenna never stayed up. Like I don't know with this radio, like you, and it fascinated me. I was like two years old, and I just like fling the antenna from side to side, not really knowing what it is. Uh, so I think that was uh, the first place. I'm pretty sure that also affected the connection. I wonder if when I sort of flung it around, it just... <laughs> now we're talking sound effects. <laughs> That's what we do at Midtown Radio. Uh, Ashley, what about you? I think the first time I heard the radio was probably when um, we were driving. We would, prop we would travel all across the country. And whenever we were traveling, my dad who was driving at the time would turn on the radio and that is the earliest memory I have with radio mm -hmm. yeah mine is also my dad um I remember coming downstairs on weekend mornings and he would have this old it was like one of those kind of little silver ones you know kind of maybe 12 inches wide um and he'd be making like breakfast on a Saturday morning and listening to oldies 1090 and that's what I always always remember we listened in the car too but that is like such a big memory for me Allison do you still listen to oldies 1090 <laughs> I don't no. I, when I listen to oldies I think of my dad for sure but Aww. not on oldies 1090 
Um, okay. We got three more rapid fires. Favorite current radio station other than Midtown Radio? <laughs> Is there such a thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I, I listen to a lot of different uh, like college and community stations. And, there, you know, there's some, some really good ones here in the region, of course. Um, but I have to say, like, the most regular is probably the music portion of our national broadcaster, CBC Music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get uh, a lot during the day, you know, sort of classical in the morning through to contemporary in the, in the afternoons. Nice. I would have to say that, like, I'm a massive CBC Radio fan. I grew up with that. It was on 24 hours a day in my family home in Fergus. However, nowadays, I listen more to sports radio, which is something that you really hate, Allison. So I listen to it mostly in the car when I'm driving places. So I would say, like, my most frequently listened to station nowadays is TSN 1050, the home for Toronto sports. My, uh, the radio station that I listen to besides Midtown Radio would probably be Indy 88. Oh, nice. And that's because when I first moved to the country about six years ago, on my second day in Canada, the Airbnb that I was staying at, the people had tickets to the Indy 88 anniversary concert. And that was the first time I saw Mother Mother live. And I hadn't even heard of the band before. So now I just listen to Indy 88. Yeah. Anytime I'm in Toronto, I love listening to Indy 88. It's my connection to Canadian music. Mm -hmm. Fun, yeah. Um, I I think I have to go with CBC as well, probably. Like, more so CBC Radio 2, probably kind of their music station. But I also really like some of the talk shows too, honestly. Um, there was a, a time in my life where I had a job that it was like morning somewhere and afternoon somewhere else. So I'd be in the car in the middle of the day and I always listened to Ontario Today, which was like this call-in show. And that was just like such a... Uh, part of that year where mm-hmm. I always would listen to this like call-in show with uh, Rita Chelly uh, in the middle of the day. So yeah, CBC, honestly, either Radio 1 or Radio 2. Love them both. Um, okay, two more questions that kind of go together. Uh, you know what? Why don't we, we'll switch up our order because David always yeah, has to go first. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I know. <laughs> I um, think okay. about my answers a little bit. Ashe, what is something you wish was on the radio more? More international music. Nice. Matt? I'm not even going first, and it's, uh, I'm struggling <laughs> with this one. Uh, I would say I would like to listen to more his- like history. Like mm. if there's more discussions about history, like historical documentaries. I also think more radio dramas would be great. I miss like having great narrative radio. Yeah, that is a, that's a magical one, too. Radio dramas is great. Mm. Um, I am going to say more B-sides. And I think one of the things that, that a lot, of, particularly commercial radio, is, is a disaster for is playing anything but a band's like most popular one or two songs. And one thing we've seen a lot of at Midtown Radio is the, you know, the sheer diversity of, of mu- music that people are making. And uh, it's nice to be able to you know, get into some of the deeper, the deeper cuts that bands have. So mm-hmm. yeah, B-sides. Yeah, I, I'm going to have a similar answer to you for sure. Yeah, just like less well-known music. Honestly, like so many incredible artists around the world in North America that I listen to so regularly. And it's just really a shame that they 
can't be on the radio you know like they're you know artists that are maybe kind of in that like indie folk genre or something that it's like gosh they're selling out great concerts you know they're really well known in like the singer songwriter realm but like they won't get played on commercial radio so yeah just less lesser known artists not always the top 40 pop rock hip-hop artists for sure so yeah okay last question what do you wish was on the radio less lazy commercials Ugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am a sucker for like a good jingle though. Sometimes I'll be listening to the radio and then like later in the day I'm just like do 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 do. What jingles is that? Are good commercials. <laughs> yeah. Jingles, you know that somebody's put the effort into making a good jingle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lazy commercial is somebody who's just reading out in a very automaton voice. Or True. if they've like sped up, like if they record something yes. and they speed it up so you yes. can like tell that they're not really reading. <laughs> Terms and that. conditions. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, I would say, like, I don't know, like, mid-90s. Actually, no, I'm going to say, like, <laughs> classic rock. Classic rock is on too much. What? Let's let's open up space for some <laughs> other music. Scandalous. Also, if I hear, uh, what's that? What's the one? Shine Down? Is that the song? What? I don't know uh, what that is. Oh, show me, uh, tell me what will I find? Whatever that song is, <laughs> that song needs to never be on the radio ever again. I'm okay. sorry, whoever that is. That's okay. David, yeah, what about you? Tough. What needs that's to be tough. on the radio less? Yeah, well. Um... Host of the classic rock show on Midtown Radio. What do you Certainly think? Certainly not classic rock. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to like pile on to Ashe's point about, about commercials or lazy commercials or like commercial like interruptions. And so this kind of thing where a lot of stations will do it, they're kind of skirting that line of being a commercial broadcaster and they're saying, oh, we're not really having commercials, but they have all these commercial like interruptions. Mm-hmm. And so even for non-commercial stations, you get that, the, the commercialization of the content. And it's, uh, the, you know, frankly, it's exhausting. Like just mm-hmm. the, the constant interruptions, you're trying to, you know, relax, do whatever you're doing, listening to the radio, nice music playing and somebody some lazy person is interrupting and saying things in between every single song Mm -hmm. so less of that please totally yeah I think for me what like I really dislike when I'm listening in the evenings not a specific (laughs) shot at this host but this style of hosting like the John Tesh radio show and he always has his like they're like clickbait facts, but on the radio, basically, he'll be like, did you know that if uh, women go into a job interview and do this thing, they're going to land that job more after this song? And it just ends up being not a well-researched fact, of course. And it's just like, almost like non-information. It's like, I really... This has added nothing to my life. It probably gave me incorrect information, if anything. It's just kind of like weird clickbait style stuff. You know, you see those things online all the time. But to be in your car and then kind of have that style of information being thrown at you, I, I, don't, I don't care for it. I think there's so much more that radio can be giving in for and we'll get into this sort of as we talk about the topic of world radio this year but you know it's an it's a source of information so it's really frustrating when that information is presented in kind Mm -hmm. of a not researched way or a not like 
not um not really informative way so yeah shows kind of like that grind my gears a little bit i think all of us had like a very similar answer about just like what we don't really like is just kind of laziness or repetition Mm -hmm. like the things that are just so standard like i mean when i talk about classic rock it's like obviously i'm not talking about like deep cut b-sides that are really interesting Mm -hmm. but it's like you know you turn on moose fm or you know dave fm and it's like the same songs the same like six hour playlist every single day or even like three hour playlist and it's like you have the before lunch time you hear the song and the after lunch time you hear the song and if you turn it on when you're driving home you get the third shot of the same song Mm -hmm. you know it's just like it's it's not a it's not really adding anything interesting to you know the media landscape it's just kind of you know it's kind of lazy it's just the way that they're you know just replaying the same stuff resharing the same thing it's not adding anything to the discourse exactly yeah well we're gonna continue our conversation after a little song break here sort of dig deep into uh maybe more of our likes and dislikes about radio and what midtown radio is doing to maybe combat some of that as well you look like you had something to say matt is it classic rock (laughs) there's no classic rock sorry (laughs) apologies not yet Um, (laughs) until until later but uh i thought it would be fun to kind of like dig back in the midtown radio music library um our music library is full of probably almost 200 local artists now Um, but i wanted to go back and actually see what was one of the first artists that we ever uploaded to our library I was going to make it a hint, but we all, or a, um, like a trivia question, but we all know what it is because it's in the software. Um, <laughs> but for any of our listeners out there, I'll give you like 10 seconds to think of a guest who was, or who was the first ever uh, local Kitchener Waterloo artist that we ever uploaded to the Midtown Radio catalog. It was Luke McKeelson. So this is one of my favorite songs by him. This is one of the the first ones that got uploaded. This is January Snow. Skated down the river, cattails lit on fire, speaking other languages he'd never heard before. Until he was older, tormented by desire, he'd learn the names and origins of the men who held the fire. He knew less about the country that his old soul was born in than the laborers who came there looking to survive. Till he moved to Toronto, found a girl who loved him. She told him about the spirits buried in January snow. And if your spirit is buried in January snow, find a merchant. Market to sell you sage, rosemary, and thyme. We all want more time. Loggers, mills, and dynamite, tanneries, and salt. The particles inside your nose will denigrate your art And in the 
forest of your lovers. Love is won and lost. Carried on the currents of the rivers you have crossed. To sell you sage, rosemary, and thyme. We all want more time. And his body was buried in January snow. For his reason, they killed him for treason, and he didn't get more time. We all want more time. You just heard January Snow by local KW artist Luke McKeelson here on Midtown Radio. Luke McKeelson was one of the first KW artists that we uploaded to the Midtown Radio Library back in March 2019. So we love, love having such a great collection of artists from the Waterloo region on our station and trying our best to shine the spotlight on all of the fantastic talent happening here. So my name is Allison Dijak, and we are celebrating World Radio Day here on Midtown Radio. I'm here with my colleagues Ashe and Matt and David, and we've just been having a conversation about, um, you know, some of our memories of radio, some things that we like and dislike about radio. Um, so we're going to get into a little bit of a discussion here, sort of dig deep into, uh, you know, we're all clearly passionate about radio and media in some way or another. Um, so I'm curious, I asked you what um, one of your first memories of listening to radio was, but um, do any of you have a strong memory of connecting with radio in some way or another, a location, a show, a song, um, any memory you have of sort of connecting with radio in some way? Yeah, I can go uh, with that one. Um, we used to listen to the Vinyl Cafe with Stuart McLean uh, every Sunday on the way home from church. And uh, for those people who have listened to CBC Radio for you know more than a few years, you'd remember that the Vinyl Cafe was on, I think it was noon until 1 p.m., and so church would get out, you know, we'd, I'd finish up Sunday school, I'd maybe play a little, little bit of floor hockey in the gym, and then uh, my family would drive home listening to, you know, the latest Dave and Morley story. Um, and that was always something where, you know, you, like, I'd never really been exposed to radio of that nature that had, you know, characters and had live music, and it was very much a variety show. So that to me was what kind of opened my eyes to what radio could be. And, um, you know, I was really, you know, always grateful to have that experience every week and be able to share that with my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did any of you guys, David or Asha, have you listened to Vinyl Cafe or did you at all? It's like a CBC program. Yeah, I certainly yeah. listened to it as well. Yeah. Uh, many times I would, uh, I was working in Kingston, uh, living in Toronto and I would, you know, have to sort of drive back, uh, on Sundays and that would be part of my routine would mm -hmm. be to, you know, get into the car, make sure you're in by noon. So you can sort <laughs> of like, yeah, I catch it. And, and, you know, you're going to have it for a drive and yeah, wonderful program and never got a chance to, to see him do a live recording. 
but um, yeah, really, really, uh, it's just an inspirational show. I found, I found it. Yeah. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I listen to them now, like the podcast because of Matt. Um, but I remember having a friend in university that loved it and he'd always talk about Vinyl Cafe. And this was before I even really knew what CBC radio was. Like I did not grow up in a household that listened to CBC at all. Um, and so he would always go on about these CBC shows I had never heard about. But I remember him talking about Vinyl Cafe all the time. And then, Matt, when I met you, you had talked about it or we listened to it one day. I was like, this is the show. This is the show that's, that my friend had said was like <laughs> magical. And it, it, it was. Love it. Love it so, so much. Yeah. And there's actually a Kitchener connection as well. So Danny Michelle, who is well-known uh, singer-songwriter in the region, uh, performed all the time on Vinyl Cafe and mm, also right, yeah. uh, has done the new theme song for the uh, Backstage at the Vinyl Cafe podcast, yeah. which is now you can find that on podcasting uh, applications and you know share stories and share sort of behind-the-scenes stories about the, about the, uh, the show. So super cool. A little local connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other, any other memories, David or Ashe, like listening to a show and just having a moment with it? I know that the Indie 88 story that you were kind of talking about, that's like a perfect connection, but any other ones that come to mind? I remember when I was in grade 10 and in grade 12, the grade 10 and grade 12 exams are national exams and they're corrected by a jury of national teachers Mm -hmm. across the country it became kind of a ritual before every exam i would turn the turn on the radio and every day during at the same time at 8 25 <laughs> um for the grade 10 exams i would li- i would listen to a track called kwaja from the motion picture jodha akbar okay. and in grade 12 Every morning at 8.25, right before the exams, for that one or two couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I would listen to Fireflies by Al City. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that became my ritual. It kind of made me feel more confident mm-hmm. wh- when I was getting ready for my exams. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a way for me to feel like the universe is blessing me with all the luck for my exams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the interesting thing about radio is like because it's everything is timed and scheduled, like you have all these connections to the times, right? Like after church, driving somewhere, getting going to write an exam, like it just becomes this ritual that like, oh, I have to listen to this on Sunday afternoon or I have to listen to this every morning. And at like 7.55, this person's going to come on with their segment or something really I never really thought about it that way. Yeah, you sort of get these these habits that you get into. Mm-hmm. What about you, David? Any any memories that stick out? Yeah, so so many, mm-hmm. uh, so many, and I think um, it's interesting as we we're talking about the timings. And I told you about like you know driving to Kingston and that kind of thing that caused it. But one thing I found of growing up in Toronto and maybe the the area that I grew up in, but it was the actual people that you would you would run into, and so it was like all these people that would be significant radio personalities uh, on different stations in Toronto and some of them would come into the restaurant that you worked at or some of them would DJ in in the different clubs and so you could kind of get this like you know you feel like you get to know a DJ or something when you're listening to them they have no idea who you are of course but you Mm -hmm. you feel like you get to know them a little bit and 
and then you know sometimes you're seeing them out at different places but I, I remember once I was working at this uh, restaurant it was called Bistro on Avenue and it's still there and I was cooking and I'm in the back and I, you know, I grew up listening to rock radio and this one voice, John Derringer in the afternoons was always like, like it's imprinted on my mind. And then, so you're in the back and you're cooking and you hear this, this voice like yelling into the back, got to get two large, two large mediums. You know? And it's like, it's like, what is that voice? Where is that coming from? And it's, and, and you turn around, it's like, Oh, it's this guy. And it's just, you feel like you're meeting your heroes, you know, and, and, uh, and just like seeing them in person, you're like, well, I guess that's it. (laughs) Here's your change. It's whatever. And, uh, yeah, you're a real human. Like you, you know, as I say, you like, you feel like, you know, the people, um, but they're looking at you. You're just, you're the guy making the food and that's, that's it. Yeah. They have Mm -hmm. no idea who you are. And, um, it's a strange sort of, you know, one way relationship that happens, but Yeah. yeah, lots of memories of people. Oh, I found it so funny, like growing up listening to different hosts and not being from the the area that they're broadcasting. So, I mean, I grew up in Fergus, but we listened to CBC Toronto all the time. And so this is pre-internet days. So I had absolutely no idea what any of the hosts looked like. So you know, it wasn't a time where you could just go like Google, you know, what does, you know, Matt Galloway or what does Anna Maria Tremonti look like? So you have this like picture of what, you know, these different uh, radio hosts look like in your mind just based on what their voice is and what they're talking about. And then I remember like when we had the internet, I remember like looking up what they look like and it was almost kind of like, it kind of popped, <laughs> like it burst the, it burst the, the magic balloon in my head. You know, I mean, not, I mean, it's just, you just picture them looking a certain way yeah. or being a certain way or dressing a certain right way. And, uh, and then, you know, in reality, of course, and then you see them, and it's a it's a, a letdown. Well, it's just I mean, not necessarily a letdown, but just like it's just so different, right? It's so yeah. different than what you imagine. It's kind of mm-hmm. the same way as when you read a story; you picture the main characters, and then of course, when they do an illustration or they make a movie, it's like, no, that's not right. That can't be right. <laughs> that's not what your voice mm-hmm. looks like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think mine is probably like a connection to just like hosts and things as well. Um, There was a year that I was working as a nanny. I was living in New Hamburg with my family and um, nannying in like North Waterloo. And so I had like about a 25, 30 minute drive to work every day, like stuck on the expressway in traffic usually. And I listened to, oh, what was it called? It's, um, it got rebranded to Virgin. Was it Chime FM? Does Chime FM? FM. Cool FM. Yeah, it was Cool FM. Uh, I don't recall the host. It was a man and a woman. Um, and it was just, you know, the night pop music. It was like a nice way to pump me up in the morning. And I quite like the host. I like what they talked about. It was like kind of somewhat surface level, but also like interesting and familiar at times. And I remember that year, that was the year that Cool FM got bought out by Virgin Radio, I guess. And so they were having like new hosts. It was going to be a new um, new branding and everything. And I was really quite upset. Like, I think that I like wrote an email to them or something being like, Oh, like I've been listening to cool FM every morning this year. It's like really so comforting to hear those voices every single morning. And I was like, really, really just, you felt lost. It was like, what, what else am I going to listen to in the morning? What are the new hosts going to be like? So yeah, you just, you make a connection with these people that have no clue who you are, but 
their voices, their stories, their lives that they tell you about. They provide you a little bit of comfort. Um, Allison, did you find yeah. uh, there was a change to your routine when those when those people changed? Um, like I'm trying to think of what I would have switched to after, and I don't remember. Like I can't think of what I listened to instead, but it certainly was like a less comfortable drive in the morning because, yeah, you just like – you know, you know that this segment's going to be on at this time or like maybe they're continuing a little story that they've referenced in the past or something. So, yeah, it's just like, uh, OK, well, what am I going to listen to now? Like I have to find something else and nothing seems good enough. Right. Nothing else seems seems good enough to fill that gap of like people that you really loved listening to. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a funny one. <laughs> Cool FM. I forgot about that. Gosh, yeah, that was a. It was spelled K O O. Oh yeah, K W Classic. It was so good. Not affiliated with Kool Aid in any way. No. <laughs> or maybe there is some affiliation. Yeah. Conspiracy. So as we talk a little bit about you know things that we love about radio, these connections we've made, um, David, I would love to hear more about why did you feel that you wanted to start your own radio station, a community radio station, Midtown Radio, um, in 2018, you know, in these days when I'm sure radio listening numbers fluctuate from time to time with all of our streaming and different ways to listen. Um, what was the reason to start Midtown Radio? What sort of spurred that idea? Yeah, I don't know if, if there was one, like if there was a single reason, but it, like a lot of the stuff that we started talking about in terms of, you know, the, the, the joys that you have, the things that you really enjoy, like, really like about radio. Um, with this combination that just there's su been such a disappearance of, of local media, and, and whether that's, you know, in our community here in Kitchener-Waterloo or elsewhere around the world, just small radio stations getting bought up by bigger radio stations, commercialization, conglomeration, and it just slowly becomes all the same. And so... On that side of it, I mean, I've always been interested in radio. I've been able to work in it in different places around the world, which has given me a great interest. And so having that kind of being like the push of it on one side and then the pull from the, the disproportionately large um, uh, music scene that we have here in Kitchener-Waterloo, it seems like like all this amazing music is being produced and people were playing around town, certainly, um, but you'd never hear anything on the radio because as we were saying before, it's sort of like, you know, the same hundred artists, the same 20 tracks, whatever it is. And so it was just kind of the combination of those things. And I guess, you know, those two things combined with the efficiency of the technology now. And so I don't think we could have done this in the, in the analog days. It's, it's, you know, a much bigger endeavor to do. Um, but generally speaking, the technology is uh, um, easy to use. Uh, it's very user friendly. You can, you, can, you know, we can get, as Matt's seeing with uh, doing podcasting with people, you can get people up and running very, uh, very easily and very quickly. And so Midtown Radio has really been able to, you know, provide that home for, you know, all of the other artists. They're not getting uh, airtime on, on commercial stations, all these other voices that are not being represented on commercial radio. Um, you know, it, it's become really like a nice kind of home for, I say, all the things that are not happening um, on the other stations. And so largely arts and culture. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, and then once we started doing it, uh, the people you meet through it, the, the community that it brings, it's really, it's been a wonderful experience. 
Yeah, certainly. Yeah, for for everyone sort of, um, you know, what do you think our local radio station, Midtown Radio, sort of is adding to our local community in the digital era? You know, what are what are we doing? What are we providing for this community? Any thoughts? I mean, one thing that um, we're providing is like a sense of community um, in a way that doesn't really, I mean, like sort of like David said, is is kind of on the wane from traditional broadcasters and traditional media sources. I mean, I, the fact that we're able to get together um, in you know physical space and broadcast co- real conversations that are happening um, is not something, and also the fact that it's accessible, right? It's, it doesn't have to be people who are paid a lot of money to um, show up and broadcast. It's just a, a medium that is open for people, whoever wants to come and talk, whoever wants to have a show, um, whoever's going to be supportive of what we do on the station, like that is a beautiful thing. Um, and that's, that type of community media is like, there's not a whole lot uh, of support, you know, for that. So we kind of got to stick together and we kind of got to support those organizations in our community that are doing that. Um, because it does bring a different level of discourse, a different sort of form of discourse than what you find in social media, um, and a, you know, a deeper level of understanding, a more of a you know, community connection than we'd find in certain you know, places like Reddit or Twitter or, or things like that. It's a different type of connection. So it is unique, um, and it's, I think, very valuable um, to have a, a, an organization like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that a nice thing about Midtown Radio is we are able to connect with local businesses local organizations local music musicians and just amplify their message even more right I mean that's sort of one of the goals of Midtown Radio is lifting the community up shining the spotlight on musicians shining the spotlight on um, local performers or shining the spotlight on organizations that don't always get the spotlight shone on them right just sort of adding to that sense of legitimacy telling basically telling these organizations or these people like your work matters and we are going to broadcast it Mm -hmm. to the world right anyone can listen that's the one of the great things about online radio um we're gonna share your message as far and wide as we can and i think that is really special about midtown radio and i know from a lot of conversations that i've had with people that we've had on our shows or collaborated with in different ways like they're really really grateful of that connection and then we're grateful in return that we've been able to make this connection with this group and and maybe learn something from them and and it's been really really special to have all these collaborations mm-hmm. yeah and i think also like being able to to support right that support piece um you know, it's not just about the station itself. It's also about what the station can do for other creators in the community. You know, we're very um, fortunate within Waterloo Region to have such an amazing, you know, audio creator network, you know, Bond Park podcast. I mean, I could, I could go down the list. There's so <laughs> many, too many to, to list. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're very lucky to have that. Um, and the fact that with Midtown Radio, we try to support those people. If someone wants to start a, a podcast, start a radio show, um, investigate local music, we want to be able to provide them the tools to do that. Uh, be able to, you know, not have to pay for hosting fees because we were able to host the show or to show them how to use microphones and different podcasting software if they've never used it before. Like, we're truly just trying to grow this grassroots community and support 
um, other audio creators within our, our region because like that's how we all thrive. When we have a lot of people doing interesting things, then people are gonna tune in, then they're gonna be sharing stories and that's how we grow community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything to add, Ashe, or all good for now? I am just basking <laughs> in this incredible platform of connection, mm-hmm. community and collaboration. Wonderful. And I feel so grateful. Wonderful. Well, the next question is for you and Matt a little bit. Um, what was it about Midtown Radio that made you want to volunteer? I mean, KW has countless opportunities for volunteerism. So what about this online grassroots community radio station made you interested? I mean, Matt, you got involved sort of in that first year, right when it was launched. Um, and Asha, you joined us just at the start of this year, four years into the project. What was it about Midtown Radio that made you want to send us a message and say, can you get involved? Well, um, for me, it was just my experience with community radio previously. Um, I worked with a community newspaper back in university. I um, just saw how that brought people together and how it allowed um, community members or people who didn't necessarily want to do journalism as like a job or a career, but still wanted to pursue it as a hobby. Um, it allowed them a platform and a space to pursue that in a way that was meaningful, um, in a way that actually um, connected to the community and got, got, you know, sort of made it feel like it was legitimate and not just, you know, posting on a blog somewhere that no one would read. Like there's something about seeing your work under a masthead and it's like, that's awesome. And same thing with radio. It's like there's something about flicking that on-air button and seeing the red light go on, even you know now on, on our digital um, uh, digital broadcasting software. There's still a red light. There's still it a red still light. It still goes on. And there's something that see, about seeing that red light go on that's just very special. It makes you feel like you're connecting with a listenership and putting your message out there into the world in, an, in a way that's legitimate. So I love the idea of community, community media. I love how democratic it is. I love how it gives people agency to be able to share their stories. And I think the more community media um, exists within our town and our region and our world, um, the better, because it really is like a way for people to share their stories, share their message, share, share what's important to them. And um, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Matt. What about you, Ashe? That passion, the intentionality, and the sincerity that you just talked about is what empowered me to want to be a part of this team and this family. And I, Midtown Radio is such an incredible part, plays an important role in this community. And um, secretly, I want to highlight queer artists in the region, some incredible queer musicians making phenomenal music I want to feature community members advocating for change, uh, community members fighting against oppression who deserve the platform, the space to voice their opinions and their feelings. And that is why Midtown Radio is so important and so crucial. Mm-hmm. Are you saying you can't do that on Cool FM? <laughs> I mean, if Cool FM was no. still around. <laughs> Midtown Radio is certainly the place for that. And we're very excited for 
a show that could come out of that in the next year yes. or so. Yes. It is the new Cool FM. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're the Cool yeah. FM now. We're going to have that as like our tagline. Midtown Radio, the new Cool FM. I like that. Uh, I like that. That's a little asterisk. Not on, not on FM. <laughs> well, as we talk about sort of, you know, things that drew us to this project, uh, at the start of its inception or sort of as we're going, I'm curious just quickly before we listen to one more song, what do you think the growth of Midtown Radio looks like? How could we better serve our community? You know, we see more shows being added to the roster every year. We're purchasing more music. We're out in the community much more. Our volunteer base is growing and growing. But what do you think uh, we could do better for the, the Kitchener-Waterloo community? Yeah, it's, I feel like, so we have, you know, it really expanded in a lot of new shows and a lot of different sort of diversity of programming that has been amazing to see over the last couple of years. And now going forward in terms of growth, I think some of the uh, types of programs that Asha is talking about, some of the things that are not, um, you know, not as much in the, the realm of kind of traditional radio programs, um, the, the radio dramas that are being developed now, are really interesting and we have some good partnerships with some of the the local uh, theater groups um, and other venues uh, for that and I think one other area that I think is going to be great for the community is the way we've been documenting some of the live performances and so we've been doing live broadcasts from different venues where there's bands and stuff playing and they're great and they've been great nights, but the fact that we're able to record these now and sort of save them for later uh, of stuff that wouldn't be, wouldn't otherwise be, be known. And, you know, it's now that we've done a couple of them, you really start to, to see it and you start to feel it. And it just, you know, at the time you're like, oh, that was a good show. You know, that was neat. And, you know, it's pretty good recording. Cool. And then a year later, you're like, wow, that was amazing. I can't believe we have, you know, we have the only copy of this. Nobody else. And, you know, maybe the, the venue's gone out of business or something else <laughs> has happened. And you're like, yep, that's that's the one and only. And there's not going to be another one. So I think doing more of this type of documentary work is is something that's going to be value like for you know, the community writ large, but also all these individual communities that make up our, our wonderful, can I say community one more time in that <laughs> sentence? <laughs> I mean, we're community radio, so That's right. let's just keep saying it. Keep saying it. Um, yeah, I think that documentation work is so valuable, and we've done such a great job of starting that process um, and hopefully continuing that in the new year. I would say that for me, something we can do better is the collaboration aspect of it. Um, I think that when we talk about community media, that necessitates collaboration, not competition. And so being able to network and connect in a meaningful way in terms, and by meaningful, I mean share content, share resources, share um, you know strategy with other community media um, within Waterloo Region, I think would be very valuable. Um, so I'm hoping that we can maybe get some partnerships with other community radio stations um, you know, potentially we've talked about uh, Radio Waterloo or, um, you know, some of the other stations within the region to be able to work out some sort of a, um, uh, an agreement maybe to get us on the air, the real live air, um, and also maybe some other um, media, like print media, to be able to share some of the stories, the amazing stories that they're, that they're telling and that they're sharing to our community. And then maybe we can find ways to get some of the shows that we're doing um, and you know, connect that to those print media spaces so that we can each reach our own um, uh, communities and sort of grow that together. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts on, on growth? I What I want is like more people to be listening to it and playing it like all throughout KW. Like I really want like Rachel Hickey, local musician, to be like walking into Matter of Taste in downtown Kitchener and like her song is playing on Midtown Radio and she's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, my song is on in this coffee shop right now. Or like I want Sam Nabby to like go to Cafe Pyrus for lunch and then his song is playing and it's like, what? This is my song. Like I, I just want like local musicians to just feel like celebrities, like just walking into a local business and they hear their music or like their friend texts them like, Hey, I was getting, I was getting lunch here today. And like, I heard your song. Like I really just want so many more local businesses to be playing Midtown radio throughout the day. Um, those music blocks that we have kind of during our like work day And so that just like local musicians can just feel like celebrities because they are putting out incredible music and I just want their music to be all over KW all the time. So that would be, that's my thing for 2023. Any local business owners out there listening, (laughs) please get in touch. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, we have, did you want to share anything? Are all good for now. I love that goal to (laughs) make sure that local musicians and local community members and local activists and local advocates are treated as celebrities. Mm -hmm. That is what makes us a community celebration. We are celebrating our community. Mm. We're showing them that they matter. And we're showing them that they deserve love. Mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful okay well we're gonna keep sort of this lovely joyful theme going with one of my favorite songs he's a bit of a celebrity now but he did come from kitchener um danny michelle is a wonderful artist i saw him live for the first time this summer this song almost it actually brought me to tears um joyful joyful song and uh, so happy to have him as part of our Kitchener musician community this is don't be so hard on yourself by Danny Michelle broken promises and bridges burned Intentions and lessons learned Don't be so hard on yourself You fell short and you went too far Don't be so hard on yourself Yeah, life is just a shooting star Don't be so hard on yourself You only get one chance It's your last dance And the last call We all fall So make it a joyride Take it worldwide to change Don't be so hard on yourself In a world that's broken down brutal and strange Don't be so hard on yourself You beat yourself up for too many years Don't be so hard on yourself Lost memories and wasted tears Don't be so hard on yourself 
You just heard Don't Be So Hard on Yourself by Kitchener artist Danny Michelle here on Midtown Radio. Now, as we wrap things up for our World Radio Day special broadcast, I wanted just to chat quickly about the theme of World Radio Day this year. Uh, World Radio Day is recognized internationally by UNESCO, the United Nations Education, Science and Cultural Organization, and each year they choose a theme for the day. The theme this year is Radio and Peace, and I'd like to just read this excerpt from the UNESCO website about the choice of theme. War, as an antonym to peace, signifies an armed conflict between countries or groups within a country but may also translate into a conflict of media narratives. The narrative can increase tensions or maintain conditions for peace in a given context. That is the reason why support to independent radio has to be viewed as an integral part of peace and stability. On World Radio Day 2023, UNESCO highlights independent radio as a pillar for conflict prevention and peace building. So any initial initial reactions to that topic? Um, independent radio is a pillar for conflict prevention and peace building. That's a pretty big statement. Um, what are some thoughts on that? Yeah, just, just quickly, I would say this, um, this idea of uh, people being able to have their voices heard, I think it goes a long way to conflict reduction mm-hmm. um, and not feeling like you are being marginalized in whatever discussion or debate is going on. Mm-hmm. And I could go on, but I'll <laughs> pass it around from there. Yeah, matter uh, yeah. Ashe. Representation truly matters. And radio is one of the most accessible forms of connection, communication, collaboration, and community. And I am so glad UNESCO is now acknowledging it as a platform of restorative justice. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's we're, we're all about building connections, all about building community, all about giving people a chance to share their story. And so, I mean, when people have those opportunities, great things come from it. So... Um, I can, I 100% agree with that. I'm happy that, uh, you know, just as you said, Ashe, that UNESCO is acknowledging the importance of radio and acknowledging the importance of people having an ability to share their voices. Mm-hmm. Well, from all of us here at Midtown Radio, happy World Radio Day to everyone out there listening. Thank you for being listeners to our local Midtown Radio, and we hope to have you tune in another time soon. Mm-hmm.